Up next, a message from Victory Life Church of Milton. Thank you so much for your anointing this morning, Lord. Thank you that those of us that have came in here and our hearts are heavy, are burdened, we're, we're stressed out about the future, we're stressed out about the uncertainty of tomorrow, or our hearts are in pain from the things that have happened in the past. Maybe we did them or they just happened to us, Lord. But whatever we're going through this morning, Father God, let us give it to You and let us receive Your peace and Your will be done. We love You and we praise You. Whether we're on the mountaintop or in the valley, You are worthy of our praise and we love You and we do praise You. In Jesus' wonderful, precious name we pray. Amen. Okay, guys, so Philippians 3 and verse 12 is where we're going to start at today. And we want to talk about just briefly... um, now, how briefly, that's going to depend on how well-behaved you are. Now I'm playing. No. Uh, briefly, we want to talk about laying our burdens down. Okay? So, Philippians 3 and verse 12, what we have here is we have the, the uh, Apostle Paul. So, let's listen to what he's saying. Not that I have already obtained this, or am already perfect. Uh, that's a, a good way to look at it. The Apostle Paul saying, you know what? I'm not perfect. I'm not trying to pretend I'm perfect. I don't want you guys to think that I think that I'm perfect. I'm glad he's making that point because as, as a preacher, that's one of the things I, I think about sometimes. You know, I don't want people to think that I think, man, I'm perfect. I got my act together and all that stuff. We're, we're all in this together. You know what I mean? We're all sinners saved by grace and we're all growing in that relationship with Jesus Christ each and every day. Hopefully each and every day it's more of God and less of myself. Amen? But the Apostle Paul, he's saying, I'm not perfect. I'm not trying to pull the wool over your eyes. I'm not trying to say that I'm perfect. Okay? Not that I've already obtained this or I'm already perfect, but I press on to make it my own. That's really cool. Paul's like, I ain't perfect, but I am shooting for it. You know what I mean? And Paul, Paul knows and we know that we're not going to reach perfection. Not here. Not on this side of glory. You know what I mean? We go from salvation, thank you Jesus for that salvation, accepting that precious gift. You know, we go from salvation and we're in the middle of sanctification right now. You know, God maturing us, amen? And then one day, we'll be in that glorification. But uh, that's not going to happen on this side of glory, amen? So anyways, Paul's saying, I ain't perfect, but you know what? I'm going to do everything in my power to be the best I can be, Amen? Not that I've already obtained this or I'm already perfect, but I pressed on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me His own. Now that, we could stop right there. That is so beautiful, guys. Looky here. Let me read this part real fast because Christ Jesus has made me His own. Number one, I'm not perfect, but I'm going to do everything in my power to be the best Christian, the best mama, the best citizen, the best daddy, the best person I can be. Because God has made me His own. God has grafted me into His family. He didn't have to save my soul. Jesus Christ didn't have to die for my sins. But His love for me kept Him on that cross. Jesus Christ willfully laid His life down. You understand that, right? He wasn't just caught in some uh, snowball effect, some chain of events. All of a sudden, everything was going good. And then all of a sudden, He found Himself on a cross. He knew what He was on this earth to do. And He laid down His life for me and for you. So... Man, I know, I know some of us are hurting. And some of us are just 
you know, there's some of us, our worlds have been, our lives have been split into two sections, man. You know, before I got the news and now after I got the news, um, before this happened to me and after this has happened to me. And some of us are just so concerned about what's going to happen tomorrow. And yes, it is out of our hands, but it's not out of the Lord's hands. You know what I mean? And he makes a way where there is no way because Christ Jesus had made me his own. So Paul's like, man, I'm not giving up. This is a hard road that I'm on. This is the Apostle Paul. It's a hard road I'm on, man. Persecution, trials, um, getting sick, people trying to kill me, people stoning me all the time. You know what I mean? But I'm not giving up, man, because I belong to Jesus. I have been forgiven of my sins, so I'm going to be that best person that I can possibly be. Amen. Y'all with me so far? Verse 13. Brothers, I do not consider that I've made it my own. I like that, man. Repetition. Paul's like, let me just say that again. I'm not saying I'm perfect. You know? I'm trying to fool nobody here. I'm not pretending I'm perfect, but I got something really important to tell you. Okay? But one thing I do... Now, this is it right here, guys. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind... Do you hear what I just said right there? Well, the Apostle Paul, you want to talk about some baggage. Man, he had, he had a lot of baggage, man. He had a lot of... Okay, those of you that don't know, and probably everybody in here does know, but the Apostle Paul, his name used to be Saul. Okay? And Saul's business was arresting Christians, killing Christians. That's what he did, man. And he thought he was doing right by it. He was, he was, a, he was a Jewish uh, Pharisee, and man... He saw Christianity as something that was destroying and messing up his perfect, pure religion. So he made it his business to round up the Christians, to kill the Christians, to do whatever he could to squash this new thing that was that was just going crazy in his world. And then he had that on the road to Damascus experience and he met the risen Jesus Christ. And so now he's a changed person. But I mean, and thank the Lord for his salvation. But some of us. We haven't forgiven ourselves from some of the things we've done back in the day before we were saved. You know, some of the, some of us haven't forgiven ourselves from the things we did after we were saved and we knew better. We just did it. You know what I mean? Some of us have just had painful things happen to us, horribly painful and tragic things happen to us. And it's like, I can't move forward past that. Well, listen, man, we belong to the Most High God. And this is what the Apostle Paul says, who had a lot of painful stuff. I mean, imagine traveling around, going to different churches as the Apostle Paul and seeing these little orphan kids and thinking, well, I probably had a little something to do with the fact that you're an orphan. You know what I mean? That was part of his history. But he was forgetting that. Okay, he was, what I'm trying to say is he was moving past that. He was letting that be a propellant to move him forward to be what God's called him to be. Amen? Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I'm going to give... I can't change the past and you can't change your past. You can't do that. You know, everything would be a lot different if we got to change our past. You know what I mean? But remember this, man. God's going to work it out for something good, man. God's going to take our, our past, our hurts, and work it out for something good. And sometimes we don't like to hear that because that, that can be kind of like a slap to the face. You know? I would have never have chosen that to happen to me. How dare you say that God's going to turn that into something good? Listen, I don't understand it all the way, and I don't get it all the way, but I know God does. And I know that God has allowed us to go through certain things, and God is going to turn it around for something good, some way, somehow. In the end, He's going to give us beauty for our ashes. 
Amen. Y'all with me? Thank you, Jesus. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind me and straining forward to what lies ahead. Now, this straining forward is just like it sounds. Straining forward. Giving it your all, man. Once upon a time, I was a wee lad. I mean, I was never that small of a fella. But um, one, one time, uh, I don't know why this popped into my head last night, but I was thinking about it. And so me and my buddy Tim and my buddy Clayton were at Munson Pool, Lake Kroll, whatever they call it. But, but we were out there, and we, we were young fellas. And this coast, uh, not coast guard, but the lifeguard guy, we thought he was a pretty hip, cool guy, some sort of teenager, and we were quite a bit younger. And I think he dared us to, like, swim across the lake, which seems pretty wacky for a lifeguard to do. But anyways, <laughs> anyways, in the, you know, early 80s, a lot of things were different. Um, but any old hoot and holler, I remember gladly taking that up. I'll, I'll do it. I will swim across this lake, dude. And, you know, I jump in the water. And, man, I'm straining. I'm giving it my all. I'm like, yeah, brother. Just, oh, my gosh, you know, just giving it everything. And I, I don't go all the way. I'm like, man, this is a lot farther than I thought it was going to be. So I turn around and I get back and I'm, I'm like, hey, man, did you see me, cool lifeguard guy? He's like, yeah, man, I saw you. You look like you were standing still for like an hour, you know? <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, it hurt my feelings so bad. But, yeah, so I'm taking the veteran guys to this fella's house. I've done a little bit of research. He's still in the area. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to teach him a little lesson. Now, anywho, anywho, no, I didn't go all the way across, but I was giving it my all, man. I was, man, I was straining. I was swimming, just giving it everything. Okay. That's what the Apostle Paul's saying, except he's not going to give up halfway. You know what I mean? He, he's going to run his race. He's going to finish his course. Okay, yeah, there's some things in his past that he totally wishes didn't happen. Okay, and that was his fault, man. He did things that he should not have done. But see, even in, when we've done those stupid, selfish things, man, we are forgiven, man. We can be forgiven of those things. You know what I mean? God throws it away. We don't have to, it, we don't have to be burned by our past. God throws it away as far as the east is from the west. You know what I mean? He's not going to bring it up anymore. So we need to stop bringing it up in our mind. Amen. Yeah, we've been hurt. Yeah, these things have happened to us. And I'm not trying to make small or light of anybody's pain because I know our pain is our pain and your pain is real, man. But listen, we can get through anything and everything because of what Jesus Christ did for us. And that's not just me saying something flowery and nice, man. We can handle this stuff, not on our own, but through Jesus Christ. Can I get a witness? Give him some praise. <clears throat> Straining forward to what lies ahead. Look at Isaiah 43 and verse 18. Very similar right here. This is Isaiah speaking. Remember not the former things. Some of us have just got to get away from our past, man. Just get some distance between it and stop letting our past destroy our future. You know what I mean? Y'all with me? Remember not the former things nor consider the things of old. This is where it gets really, really good. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? That's one of my all-time favorite verses right there. Because, yeah, man, we all have things in our past that we wish we could change. And that's true, man. I get it. I understand that. We're all in that boat. You know what I mean? 
But see, here's the deal. God says, get you some distance between that. Don't let that destroy you, okay? That's not meant to destroy you. Some way, somehow, that's going to be turned around for something good. Some way, somehow. Now, can you be expectant? Can we be excited about our future? Because, you know what? This is, this is kind of how we are, man. We're, we're either real messed up about our past, you know, and, and the things that have happened or the things we've done, or we're scared to death about the future. You know, it's like one or the other or both. You know what I mean? We can be big old messes, right? Okay. But see, God says, you know, you're my kid. You're my kid, and I got you. I'm not going to leave you or forsake you. And that's true, man. And he says, get excited about your future. And you're like, man, I, I have no future since that happened to me. I'm just killing time till quitting time. I'm just, I'm just on life support. I'm just doing what I got to do. I want to be better. I want to have joy. I want to have peace, but I don't know how. Okay? Well, listen, step number one in any problem, you got to realize you got a problem, right? So we got a problem because God wants us to live. He wants us to rejoice. He wants us to be joyful. And that seems like light years away for some of us, right? You know? But we can. We can rejoice in the Lord. All right? Rejoice in the Lord always. Anyways, let's move forward. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Raise your hands if a new thing sounds kind of good to you, man. You know, just a new day, man. A fresh start. Okay? That's what God's telling them. Hey, something new's happening, man. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? Can you perceive that God is in control of your situation? Can you perceive that God has a plan for whatever you're going through? Amen. Can we expect God to move in our life? You know what I'm saying? Okay, I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. That's my favorite part. That is my favorite part of that verse because sometimes, man, we feel like, like our life is just desolate, man. Like, man, I want to have joy. I, I want to be able to smile again and not fake it. I want to be that person really, really bad. You know what I mean? I don't want to do a fake handshake, man. I want to really mean, hey, I'm glad to see you. That makes sense this morning? But God can make a way where there is no way. And that's exactly what He's talking about. We're talking about a wilderness. We're not talking about the, the, the Midwestern Plains and the cowboy days. We're not talking about the Congo even. We're talking about desert, dry, parched, no life, man. You're in a bad place. And some of our lives are kind of like that, man. And they don't have to be like that. I'm not saying what happened to you didn't happen to you. I'm not saying it didn't matter. I'm just saying that God doesn't want us to live like that. Amen? Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert where it seemed to be dead, where it seemed to be no life, where there seemed to be no hope. That is the worst. I'm confident in this. The worst place you can be as a human being is that place of no hope, man. That is a bad, scary place to be. And nobody in here, nobody needs to be like that. They look around, whether it's your first day or, or your last day, like you're never coming back. You know. <laughs> look around. We love you. Okay? None of us are perfect. But we can go through this stuff together. Alright? I will make a way. Who's going to make a way? God is going to make a way in the wilderness where something looked dead, where my life looked destitute. Hopeless. God says, ah, I'm going to bring forth something new, man. Life. See, in the desert, man, you're, you're dead if you ain't got water. You know what I'm saying? Did y'all know that? Yeah, me and Rick tried it out. We, no, I'm playing. I will make a way in the wilderness 
and, and rivers in the desert. How about that? You know what happens when you have a river in the desert? It's a very fertile place. A very fertile place. So God's saying, yeah, life's pretty tough, man. But I'm with you. And I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something new. So trust in me. Amen? And I'll just throw this out there. Um, one of the best things you can do when your heart is breaking, and I'm not making light of it, one of the absolute best things you can do because I've lived it, is if you go out and you bless somebody else, man. It's, there's just something about it. You know what I mean? You go out there and you intercede for somebody else. And I'm not saying don't pray for yourself. Man, totally pray for yourself. That whole thing, I've heard it before, and I don't quite get it where people are. People say, well, I heard you ain't supposed to pray for yourself. Nah, I don't know where that's in the Bible. I don't know. No, man, no. No, you totally pray for yourself, man. But you know what? Pray for some other folks too. Be, be about God's business, man. Do what you can do for somebody else, and man, something supernaturally, uh, supernatural peace will come over you. I promise. I'm not lying. Philippians 4 and verse 6. Philippians 4 and verse 6. This is the Apostle Paul again. Apostle Paul just said, I'm not perfect. There's some things that, uh, that I regret, some things I don't like about my life. But you know what? I am moving forward. Amen? So here we go. This is a big verse right here, guys. Philippians 4 and verse 6. And most of us know it. Probably every single person in here is at least familiar with this verse. But you know what? All the difference in the world is when we begin to live by this verse. As a matter of fact, that goes for all the Scripture, by the way. You know what I mean? It's not just good enough to read it. That's a start. And we all need to get to that place where we're reading it and spending time in the Word. But you know, the blessing is, is being obedient to that Word even when we do not want to. You know what I mean? Some things in the Bible, man, ain't fun to be obedient to. But there's still a blessing in it. Can I get a witness? Philippians 4 and verse 6. Do not be anxious about the little stuff. Do not be anxious about... Do not make a mountain out of a molehill. Uh, do not be anxious about... You know what it says right there? It's on your monitor. It says, do not be anxious about anything. That's pretty strong language. Do not be anxious about anything. Well, you know, easy for you to say, Paul. No, man, Paul had a tough one. Paul had a tough one, man. And in the end of the day, he lost his head. I don't mean like he lost his head, like lost control. I mean like a dude cut his head off. You know what I mean? But you know what? He ran his race. He finished his course. And the Apostle Paul's having a swell day right now. He's having a great time. Okay? Do not be anxious about anything. Nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Okay? So we can have a lot of peace that we're missing out on. You know what I mean? Somebody said to me, let go and let God. And that makes a lot of sense. Sometimes we've got to let go of this stuff that's bigger than ourselves. Just let it go and put it in the hands of the Most High God because He can do something with it. You know, we have a very finite ability with comprehending and doing a lot of stuff. Well, our God does not have that problem. You know what I mean? Okay, but in everything by prayer and supplication. So we have this wonderful blessing that we need to take advantage of. We need to pray. I don't mean a ritual. I don't mean counting beads. I don't mean any of that stuff, man. I mean talking to the Father, talking to the Most High God, talking to Jehovah God, 
because of what Jesus Christ did for me at the cross, I have direct access to God the Father. You know what I mean? That's what I'm trying to say here is I'm a sinner. But because of what Jesus Christ did for me on the cross, my sins have been forgiven. And so now, God is holy. He is holy beyond holy. He is so far separate from sin, He can't have anything to do with sin. He cannot stand sin, but He loves me. So He made a way for me to have communion and fellowship with Him. And He loves us. And even though we don't understand half of the stuff that's going on, He does. And He says, you're not going to get it. You're not going to understand. Not here, not now, not on this side of glory. You're not going to understand why, why this is happening. But you can understand these things that I love you. Just like you're, you know, you, get, you got your little kids and you take, them, you take them to the doctor or something and they're squirming and they don't want to be there. And you're like, no, you need to be here. You got you to get better. You got to get fixed up. You're like, no, daddy, no, I don't want to be here. You're like, no, you need to be here. We go through things that we don't understand. But just like you would tell your little kid, hey, I know what's best for you. Trust in me. That's what the good Lord's saying. Give me this burden. You're not meant to hold it. Trust in me. Amen? All right. But in everything by prayer and supplication. Not a bunch of flowery words or fancy words. You know, just give it to God through prayer. With thanksgiving. Now that's important. With thanksgiving, man. Let's have an attitude of thanksgiving. You know what I mean? I am thankful to my God. I am thankful to Him. Amen? I don't like the situation I'm in. I don't like it. But I know God has got me here for a reason. I know that God is in control. So at this moment, I want to be thankful to God because I don't want to be stressed out. And it says, with thanksgiving. So I don't want to leave that part out, right? right? I want to have peace, man. Raise your hands if you want to have peace. Yeah. Man, and that is a, an elusive thing nowadays. But it doesn't have to be for us. You know what I mean? Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Through prayer, with a thankful heart, let your requests be made known to God. Well, hold on now. You just said that God had all this infinite wisdom and, and He's so powerful and mighty. And, you, and I'm supposed to make my request be made known to this sovereign God that supposedly knows everything in the universe. I'm supposed to tell Him what's going on in my life? Yeah, but it's not for Him. He does know. But what you're doing is you get to see yourself, hear yourself giving your burden to the Most High God. You know what I mean? Let your request be made. God, this is heavy, man. God, this is too much for me. God, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. God, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I'm gonna do... My heart hurts for yesterday. Whatever it is, man, be thankful to God and give it to Him. And see, there is peace in knowing that you just transferred that off of your back and onto His more than capable arms. Amen? With thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Now look at Psalm 7 and verse 1 real fast as we're, uh, we're about to wind it up here in a few minutes. A few minutes, I mean about 14. Psalm 7 and 1. What we got going on here, guys, is we want to give our burdens to God. Okay? You got some real problems. There's no denying that, but let's give our burdens to God by prayer and supplication. So look, let's look at Psalm 7 real fast. And what we got here, we got David showing us how we can do this. Oh Lord, my God. Oh Lord, my God. That is crying out to God. And man, sometimes that's what we got to do. You know, I don't like to be in that situation where my only hope is God. But that's where we find ourselves sometimes, right? And 
that's where the crazy, awesome things happen, man. Because here we are in a situation, and it's too big for me. It's too big for my wallet. It's too big for what my physician says. I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to give it to God, and I'm crying out. That's what David's doing, man. He is so serious about this. Oh, Lord, my God, in You do I take refuge. Run into His arms, man. In You do I take refuge. Save me from all my pursuers. See, David had it rough too, man. People were trying to kill him all the time. Saul was trying to... King Saul, another cat, was trying to kill him when he didn't do anything wrong. He was, he was faithful to his king. He was faithful to his God. He was faithful to his country. And King Saul, the king of Israel, wanted him dead just out of jealousy. Okay, but listen to David. In you do I take refuge. It's all about trusting in God. In you do I take refuge. Save me from all my pursuers and deliver me less like a lion. See, this is the alternative. Give it to God. Give it to God or don't give it to God. Okay? This is, David's like, God, if you don't do something about this, then this is what's going to happen to me. Less like a lion, they, they tear my soul apart, rending it into pieces. Rending it in pieces with none to deliver. So what's David saying? He's saying, I'm in a bad place, man. I don't have any hope but you. No one's going to be able to save me out of this but you. But see, he's crying out to God. He's giving it to God. And that's what we got to do. Amen? Okay. Does God even care about what you're going through? I mean, he's awful busy, right? Psalm 56 and verse 8. You keep track of all my sorrows. Underline that. You keep track of all my sorrows. Everything you've ever been through. Everything. God knows all about it. And He cares intimately about what you're going through. You keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. Isn't that something that God has taken note of every single tear that you've ever cried? How precious you are to Him that He keeps track of all your tears and He's keeping them. He loves you that much. All my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. Everything that's ever been done to you, all the pain, God's keeping track of it. Every bit of it. Nothing has slipped by. Okay? And there will be a time and a place when every wrong is righted. So we have a reason to rejoice. Amen? Psalms 18. Giving my burdens to God. Alright? Giving my burdens to God just like David did. God, you're my only hope. Giving my burdens to the Lord. And i got to be thankful about this too, man. We can't leave that out. Man, sometimes it's really, really, really hard to focus on the flowers, man. Well, my life is so upside down right now, right? But listen, as silly as this may sound, it is the absolute truth. This is, this is true. We always have a reason to be thankful to God. Always. Amen? Psalm 18 and verse 1. This is David again. I love You, O Lord, my strength. Isn't that pretty? Isn't that cool? I always have a reason to be thankful. God, You give me strength when I'm weary. You know? He don't give me strength. Reach out to Him. Trust in Him. He makes. He gives us strength. Psalm 18 and verse 1, I love You, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress. David is just listing some things, man. Okay, my life ain't where I want it to be, but you know what? God, You have been good to me. You are my rock. You are my shelter. You are my shield. You are everything. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. 
my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. David's just going down the list. He even said something twice. God, you're just good. You're good. You're good. I need you. You are everything to me. We always have a reason to be thankful. Amen? Psalm 106, verse 1. One of my all-time favorite verses. I probably read it several times a week. I just thoroughly love it and it helps me to be thankful. Psalm 106, verse 1. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I don't feel like praising the Lord, man. Yeah, I get it. No, you don't get it, man. You have not went through what I've went through, Paul. I know that, man. What I'm saying, man, is whatever you're going through, we have a reason where we can actually have peace and joy while we allow God to work on these things that are bigger than us. Amen? Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His steadfast love endures forever. What a wonderful, beautiful thing, man. You know what I mean? God is good. What does that mean? Everything good that you have, and I don't mean your comic book collection, you need to sell those to Micah. <coughs> but Micah's cool, man. He likes Godzilla. Um, no, I'm, not, I'm talking about the real, real good stuff in your life. I'm talking about every good and wonderful thing you have is from God. You know what I'm saying? You have a reason to be thankful. Well, I had this good thing and then it went away. I had this good thing and then it ran away and left me. I had this good thing and it was taken away from me. You know what I mean? God is good. We don't always understand it, but we know He is good. Amen? Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for He is good for His steadfast love endures forever. That's my favorite part. Steadfast love. You can't always count on folks having steadfast love for you. You can't even count on folks really liking you. You know what I mean? You want people to like you. You know? Man, you don't know what people think about you. But you know, you know exactly what God thinks about you. Because He makes it very clear. I love you and I will always love you. Even the stupid things we've done. He loves us. Amen? Okay. Moving forward. Philippians 4 and verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, and we always have reason to be thankful, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, this is, this is what it's all about, man. Big stuff. Big stuff that Dwayne can't change. Big stuff that Brother Jack can't change. Big stuff that I certainly can't change. But God is in control. And when I give it to God, He's either going to move that situation around more to what I'm thinking it should be like, or He's going to do something completely different. But guess what? I'm going to have peace because I know I, as I pray, I'm saying, God, Your will be done. Your will be done. So I'm giving Him the burden, letting Him take care of it. Hey, does that make sense? Everybody's like, I wasn't listening. <laughs> no, I'm playing. <clears throat> um, excuse me, y'all. I apologize. And the peace of God. See, sometimes when we pray, God will grant that petition. Sometimes He'll grant it right away. Sometimes He won't grant it right away. But we still trust in Him. And sometimes when we pray, God changes us. True story, man. He's like, no, you don't get it. Just trust in me. Let me do a work in you. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So I give my burden to God and He's going to give me peace. And He's going to give me real peace. 
real peace. He's going to guard me from the attacks of Satan. When Satan's throwing those fiery darts at my mind, you know, I got the peace of God. I got the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Well, Paul, your car broke down. Paul, your other car broke down. Paul, you, you seem to be putting on weight. And you know, Anyways, man, I'm giving it to God and he will give me real peace. Peace where people can be like, I don't get it. I don't know why Dwayne has peace. If I was going through what Jane was going through, I wouldn't have peace. Oh, you could, because Dwayne is trusting in God. And I'm just using Dwayne as an example. You know, God gives us real peace, not temporal peace. Amen. And don't we need it? You know, we can get so depressed and discouraged because of the things going on in, in, in politics. And man, that's a mess. You know, all this stuff. Give it to God. He's got real peace. Philippians 4, verse 12. I know how to be brought low. This is Paul again. I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. Okay, Paul's doing what he does and he's saying, listen man, I've had a lot and I've had nothing. I've, had, I've been on the top of the world and then I've been in the valley. I felt like I've had all the friends I could ever handle and more. I mean, I know how to be all alone. I know how to have a lot or have a little. So I can handle it. I can handle it. And man, the Apostle Paul, man, he was shipwrecked. He floated in the ocean for days. He did. He, he had to ride through hurricanes in, in one of them old school boats. He was snake bitten. He was beaten. Uh, he was stoned. I mean stoned. I don't mean like I mean stone. <laughs> I mean like throwing rocks at your face. You know what I mean? I mean, they thought he was dead. He went through so much. Like, yeah, yeah, I could write a book. Maybe I will. Yeah, maybe I'll write it and call it Philippians. Huh. Keep your, okay. I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. Here it is. Here it is, folks. I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. We can do anything. We can accomplish anything. We don't have to be discouraged. We don't have to be sad and brokenhearted and despair over the past. We don't have to be full of anxiety about the unknown future. Because God knows about our future. And God's in control. And I can give my burdens to God and I know that He's going to work it out. Might not work it out the exact way you want it to work out, but it'll work out the best way. And that I promise you. Amen? Father God, we just love You and we praise You, Lord. Father God, thank You for Your peace in our hearts, Lord. Let us give our burdens to You, Lord. And let us receive Your peace, Lord. And thank You for Your miracles, Lord. Thank You for Your healing power. Thank You for Your encouragement. Thank You, Father God, that we have countless reasons to worship Your holy name. You are so good to us, Lord. I ask You to bless our veterans and the veterans of this land and their families, Lord. We love You and praise You. In Jesus' wonderful, precious name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Victory Life Church. Go to victorylifechurchofmilton.com for more. And may God bless you.